Hi there, and welcome back to Mugful of Mimosas, a podcast where no one has time for proper stemware. So grab your nearest clean cup and fill it up with the drink du jour for today's episode, because I definitely needed a large beverage when I was recording this. Today, I'm chatting with my homegirl, Indigo, and she's myth-busting a bunch of stuff for me when it comes to having a baby. She gave me the good, the bad, and the ugly, so make sure your cup is extra full for today's episode, and together, we'll get answers to questions like, what does it feel like when you're having a baby, a poop, or a pee? If you're ready to find out, top off your cup, and let's dive in. Welcome for real now. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Uh, well, welcome to Mugful Mimosas. We should start by um, introducing you. Who Introduce yourself, please. My who, name who is Indigo. Uh, I've known Liz for, I have no idea, maybe five years now? Actually. So we've known each other for, that's a lot of, lot of time. Four, I'm not really seven, a math girl. Seven. Seven years. Wow. Right? <laughs> wow. I'm not really a math girl. That feels right. This was my intro. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Um, I am a mom of a 16-month-old. Uh, I am the proud owner of Obey It, Be A Better You, which is my side hustle that is turning into my big business, mm. which will more to come, more to come. Mm. And yeah, I'm out here, you know, Jersey girl living this New York life. Well, you said you're the mom of a 16-month-old. Yes. Which is the reason for the season, which brings Ooh. you here today, because yes. I am scared of having a baby, and you have a baby. And no, I'm you just fucking like, hey, should girl. be scared, because this shit is hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very rewarding, and... That's what y'all all say, but, like, I don't know if I believe all y'all. All right, it's I got a whole breakdown. for, like, all y'all. I got a whole breakdown. But we could probably talk about that as we get deeper into this. But it is very rewarding because you just think about, like, this little human that literally came from you and, like, may look like her dad. Or he may look like his dad. My little girl don't look like me. She definitely looks like her daddy. I just, like, I... Oh. But she got my attitude. I... (laughs) I am just going... I... Hmm... I'm just going to no be words. so frustrated <laughs> if all of that time spent cooking and if that baby does not come out looking like <laughs> a carbon copy of me, I'm just going to be like, well, here's what I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> you need to mentally prepare because it's a possibility, especially no offense, Steven, if he gets on your nerves the entire pregnancy. Which they tend to because you have all of these built up feelings. So that and emotions. literally means that every single egg in my body right now is already slated for Steven lookalike mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I already don't have that many left. So that Shut means, up. But, but no, logistically, like actually okay. scientifically, I don't have that many left. So that means statistically speaking, the proportion of my eggs that are slated to look like steven just based on proximity of annoyance like proximity of being close to me and my annoyance like i feel like the eggs that are already in here are like they (laughs) have been steeping in the the annoyance so like they're almost all earmarked for that so i'm just like that's very stressful okay so first of all (laughs) it's very stressful to my brain first of all let's talk about the scientific part that you you mentioned right so scientifically 
I think like we talk about how like women's health and like having babies and how all of these things tie into um, the, our age factor, right? Geriatric pregnancy, all of that stuff. But women of color are already in a situation where we are more fertile than non-women of color. So you have to think about that as well. Do you know who my sister is? Exactly my point. <laughs> That's exact. That is that is this is exactly what made this come to my mind. Also, I think about my mom, right? Like she had my little brother when she was thirty-eight. I was fifteen. She was thirty-eight. I'm not worried. So everybody's like, "Oh, when are you gonna start working on your second one?" I said, first of all, <laughs> he can't even look at me right now." <laughs> Secondly, she needs to be five because I need help because she was a lot for me. Mm. They also say the second child is a lot. So if we're thinking about that, I need help. The kid got to be a little older. So I'm not worried because my mom had my brother when she was a little bit older. But here's the thing. Here's something that my mom tells me all the time. She tells me, like, whenever I get really stressed out about, like, oh, I don't know, having kids. And she goes, just think about this. When I was pregnant with your sister, I begged God, I prayed every single day to give me twins. So she could be two and done? So she could just be two and done. And she's just like, thank you, God. For not listening to that prayer. not listening to that prayer. So I 100% agree with that because it reminds me that I legit wanted twins so bad. And don't ask me why. I want twins bad. Just so you can be done. done. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I get it. But also, that's double the pee, double the poops, double the bath, double the no life that you have in the beginning years, right? So I agree with mom. Thank thank you, Lord. I really do appreciate (laughs) only having one because, yeah, she doesn't have anybody to play with right now, but that's where you get a pet. Mochi's going to be fine with one. This dog? You're right. He'll stay. You don't know this dog, I'll bring you Callie. Oh, Callie. Callie does love the people. But he's a little scary. Do you know this dog? You, you're right. Never mind. You're right. You're right. <laughs> this dog. You're right. This no, dog. but like it's yeah. I think I, I too am with mom. Very grateful to only have had one baby at a time because I mentally don't know. Like when they talk about postpartum, I feel like mm. I'm still in that space where I'm just not sure. Which is why like today I made it to Brooklyn because I needed to figure out what I can do to get back to being me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk to like my cousin all the time. Like we have these conversations. Her daughter's three that's my god baby and she's like you know i feel like i didn't come out of my funk until my daughter was after she turned two so like the nobody talks about the postpartum years nobody talks about the baby blues which is another thing that people literally know nothing about and tiktok university taught me about mm. um the things that happen to your body like all of those things are not talked about and i think like there's now becoming a conversation of what's to happen but i think once you do your research, you know how to mentally prepare yourself. It's still not enough, but you know how to get on board. Like, me and my therapist talk about this all the time. Well, we were talking and when I had mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, things. But um, this was things that we were talk would talk about. And she, you know, that reassurance and, like, leaning on your mommy gang. Like, whew. I'm the first of my, like, friend group right now to go through this. So I'm experiencing some things a little. Girlfriend, I literally was saying that before we even started. I was just like, oh, I was going to say you're the first. But then literally everybody else that we know had a baby. Yeah. So. And immediately you were just like, I'm pregnant. And then she was like, I'm pregnant. And then she was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, and I was like, cool, I'm out. Because I don't understand what's happening. But does not seem like I'm aligned with the vision mm-hmm. that everybody else has going on. Here. I wasn't aligned with the vision either. It was a surprise. I it know, was a surprise. That also also true, but I was just like still I was like nah, I got to go. 
But a conversation that I had with like my baby daddy was, um, I was very much in my head when I found out I was pregnant. So backstory, let me give y'all the whole tea again, new mom. Here we are. I had just started at this new school as a middle school director of operations. My body, I thought I was going through some, some type of shock. I was tired. I'm just like not understanding. I took two at-home pregnancy tests. They both came back negative. I'm sitting here like, great, come home from work. Let me crank open a drink, um, adult mommy juice. And before I was a mom, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm still not, not something's still good. not right. Like I'm still really, really tired. So I was like, all right, it's physical time. Let's go get a physical. Couldn't find a doctor that I actually liked. So went to some other random place. I was like, hey, like I'm here for some blood work and yeah, can you guys like do a blood pregnancy test? They're like, sure. We're gonna call you in two days to tell you what your your pregnancy test results are. I'm like, okay, no problem. Two days. Carry on about my life. I would be like, nah. I think I went home and actually nah. had another beverage. <laughs> like I would have been like, nah, I'm gonna be here in the the in the lobby until y'all guys they could have told me to. I would be like, Oh, that's fine. For two days, <laughs> I'm I will gonna be sit right here. <laughs> right here until you guys run that blood. So it seems like you might want to run it sooner rather than later because I'm not going to go. It really flew by because it was like in August. It right, was right, school, right, like school right, launch. Right. We were preparing. Like I really didn't even think about the time. And uh, my child's father was just like, hey, did you, did they call you yet? And I was like, no. I'm like, well, why do you keep asking? Like had an attitude. I just was like too fed up. Stop talking to me. I'm trying to run a school that I've never seen before and... I don't know these people. And it's a lot. Um, They called me and they were like, hey, we just want to let you know that the results from your uh, pregnancy test are in. And I was like, okay. And they're like, so you actually are pregnant. And I was like, they told you over the phone? Over the phone. I feel like most places won't, right? Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. That was my first time. Because I feel like, I feel like that's a thing that I, well, that could also be like a, 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 a myth that you're like breaking here. Cause I feel like every show I've ever seen is they just like, like call you into the office. They're just like, no, we can't tell you over the phone. You, you need have to come, come in. in. It's yeah. Just like, but it wasn't like a terminal illness or anything. So maybe that's why they told me over the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I, they were like, Oh, so you're pregnant. Like the lady's voice, very chipper. I was like, okay, great. And she was, I was like, okay, thanks. That was my response. Okay. <laughs> thanks. She was like, so congrats. <laughs> She's like, so congratulations. It's like, yeah, thanks. All right, bye. And I think I hung up on her. And yeah, so that happened. I just sat there. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. I just kind of sat in my thoughts. And then my principal partner was in the bathroom and I had to use the bathroom. So I just like pushed, we, we, there were no kids there. So we were using the student bathroom. I just like pushed her back into the bathroom and closed the door. And I just looked at her and I was like, so I got my results back. She's like, yeah, you're not pregnant. I said, no, I am. Damn. And she was like, oh my god, how do you feel? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I think I should probably call my child's father, like, Damn. and let him know. So then he, I called him or I texted him. I was like, hey, call me when you can because of his job. He can't like just answer the phone. So I was like, call me when you can. So he calls me, and I'm like, so what do you think these people said? He's like, you have an attitude, so you're pregnant. Oh. <laughs> I said, well, I am, and I don't have an attitude, but I'll talk to you when I get home. And I hung up. <laughs> So when I tell you my daughter has my attitude but his face, it makes sense because mm-hmm. I was mean. Mm-hmm. But it was because, like, it was little things. Like, why are you bothering me? Like, and bothering me mm-hmm. was looking at me for too long. Or, <laughs> um, hey, you know, shit, sh- it be like that <laughs> sometimes, bro. Okay? We have to 
bleed <laughs> once a month. Okay, we're allowed to be annoyed just by you Big regarding facts. us. Big facts, and I guess like I didn't realize mine didn't come, and that's why I had to. <laughs> But that was the time, and then. <laughs> but that's that's not funny to me, actually. <laughs> I realized in my period, it didn't come. It didn't come, man. You know, but it's like you. I was so engulfed in everything else that I was doing. Like it was something that was like, I'm stressed. That's probably why I didn't come. Like yeah. you don't even think about like, oh, it could be, it could be, it could be this. Oh god, that's stressful. And then as time went on, you know, like running a school, I started thinking, oh my god, I got to tell senior leadership. I got to tell parents I, got, I mean not parents i gotta tell teachers yeah because i'm gonna start missing like days yeah i have appointments and you gotta tell uh kids eventually and like i started now that i go back and i look at it i look at certain pictures like my face looked a little different to me like mm. i feel like my body was showing before i was ready to show but then i started wearing bigger clothes and then I was like, I'm at a point where I can't fit my jeans and we have dress down days, so <laughs> leggings it is. But mm. I'm the director of operations mm. who controls outfits, so now I got to have these difficult conversations. Right. So right. we planned it in a way where um, we, we every Friday we would do like, tell me your why. Or like a staff member would step up and they would say their why and like why they do this work just as a reminder because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was hard. Mm-hmm, and you you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... It was one day that it was my day, but so, it was two of us on one day. So somebody was going before me and they were like, can you please go first? And I was like, nah, bro, <laughs> you got to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. All right. So they said their thing. It was beautiful. It was snap, snap, snaps. Then I went and I plastered a big old sonogram on the screen and was like, this is my why. And everybody went crazy. And then we got people was like, I knew it. You look different. I was like, so why you ain't tell me I look different? Uh, I'm good. And then it was a part of those conversations like, well, Actually, you're going to start to see me wear leggings because I can't fit anything anymore. And right. it's okay. Right. Um, so those conversations started to get easier. Um, and then next thing you know, it was April. We were on spring break. And as you know, my school was a four-floor walk-up, double, land, uh, double landing. Double landing. Yes, ma'am. I, I did it. that. I know it well. All nine months. And mm-hmm. we ain't had no elevator, so I ain't had no other options. Mm-mm. But... Did that for nine months. As soon as we went on spring break, my baby was just like, yeah, ma'am, you thought you was having a week to yourself before I arrived? JK, mm. JK. <laughs> um, just like an Aries. Just like an Aries. And I remember this day, like, I really wanted her to be a Taurus. Her birthday was supposed to be a Taurus day. I know, I know. I really wanted her I know. for her. But I it's know. okay. <laughs> but I remember this day, like, it was... No end. I had plans to do my hair that week, do my nails, my toes, my eyebrows. I wanted my baby to come in and see a fresh face, mommy looking cute. And I took a shower. First of all, mommy always looks cute. Well, thank you. So there's that. I went, took a shower. I got out, put the leggings on, went to go put my shoe on my foot, stood up, and I just felt like I was peeing on myself. Wait, okay, okay. So, okay, <laughs> because this is like another misconception. Real, I, I really like, I really want to know. Okay, so like, it just feels like, oh my gosh, I'm peeing and I can't. My experience it. was it felt like I stood up, like I went, put the shoe on, uh-huh. I stood up and it just started to trickle. And I was like, you know, how you clinch. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I uh-huh. clinched and it was not stopping. Like I couldn't control <gasps> it. And I was just like, Okay, so I like waddled to the bathroom because at this point, my belly button, and, and this is a thing that I, I feel to be true, I looked in the, at myself in the mirror the night before and I was like, hmm, my belly button looks a little low. Like it's starting to point south, so the day's going to come. And remember, you had your bridal shower 
days before that, April and your mom 3rd. said, "Yes, you're going in next week." Yeah, she did. Yeah, she. Or did. your grandma. One of them said she's Both going in. She's going in next week, and I was like, "No, I have Especially to the twenty first. My grandma with the dementia. She was like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, that baby coming. And I was like, "No, I got time." Um, my belly button started to point south, and I was like, mm, "That's a little weird," but like, I have an appointment next week. Like, it's fine. I'll I'll go. And I stood up, and it just was a trickle. So I made it to the bathroom, and I called my mom because my doctor's office is not open yet. No. Because, remember, OBGYNs normally go to the hospital in the morning, and then they go to their private practice to uh-huh, 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 do the things, uh-huh, the checkups uh-huh, uh-huh, and all that uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh. So I called them. They're not answering because they're not open yet. Call my mom, and she's like, yeah, you should probably call your child's father and tell them to, to come home because uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. something's not right. Uh-huh. So I called him like, hey, do not be alarmed, but I think you should come home. Be alarmed. No, do not. I don't need no man panicking. They be worse than us. Actually, you're right. Okay. I no take offense. It back. I take it back. But I maybe offense. All offense. <laughs> <laughs> all offense. <laughs> so he, he's like, what? It's time? It's time? All right, all right, I'm coming. He works about an hour and 15 minutes from the house. He got home in maybe 35 minutes. I believe it. So he makes it. But in the meantime, like, I needed the dogs to go outside. So the plan was my mom, this is my mom's guidance. I'm surprised you didn't just launch those fucking dogs out the back door and said, good luck. But this is the funny part. Cause that's what I wanted to do, right? But no, um, I my mom was like just change into a dress and like get some towels prepped so you could sit on the car like and be comfortable. Because wearing leggings and like consistently Mm -hmm. feeling like you're peeing on yourself. Mm -hmm. Feels like you're wearing Terrible. a pamper. It was yeah. yeah, not working out. So I um got put a dress on, like a jersey dress. It was also really cold that day. So I put like this very heavy dress and took oh, the dogs out. And we also need to say to the humans that are listening to this right now that this other human that you've been listening to that's not me speaking is like allergic to the temperature when it goes <laughs> below <laughs> 70 degrees if it is 69 degrees or below then this person that you've been listening to is literally frozen in solid block of ice well let's also name that i have a jean jacket today and it's it was a little chilly Eight thousand <laughs> degrees <laughs> outside yes uh-huh yes oh my god i'm dying so you're out in a dress i'm out in, in a dress cold. in the cold so you know i'm dying shocking dying shocking. i'm dying though i'm more shocked about that than anything else so i put my other big coat over it <laughs> but it can't zip because my belly's right. huge right and i take the dogs outside and my child's father's just like why are you outside with the dogs because we gotta go and like who's gonna let them go pee they gotta use the bathroom because i don't want to come home and right it's piss everywhere right, 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 right so right. i let the dogs go out he's like but you, you uh, uh, uh. it was a fight that was hilarious we talk about that to this day <laughs> and then he got, gets home flies back we go to the wrong hospital this is not even the hospital that my oh. doctor is delivering from but this is the hospital i wanted to deliver at we went to cats it was beautiful the room was spectacular a1 oh, oh. On purpose, this was a thing. Um, kind of. Kind of I yeah, thought yeah, my yeah. doctor really worked out of there. Oh. But I ended up getting a black doctor, which was also very nice. Mm. Um, but also this this is where things started. So I went in. I got there at like one thirty on the eleventh. I was not. They were. They did this little swab thing. How detailed do you want me to go? As long as you're comfortable with me putting it. In yeah, I don't the care. Universe, I don't care. Go for it. Okay, because I planned had to have told this story on TikTok, so two times do it let's go so you went to this other place so you had the black doctor mm-hmm. okay so we get there it's 1 30 
I'm like, they will me in because, of course, I go to the emergency room side when you're not supposed to go to the emergency room side. You're supposed to go to another side. I don't know. Nobody tells you these things, right? And there's no sign that says, hey, if you're in labor, you should go this way, not that way. I would absolutely <laughs> go to the ER. That's right. what I would think. They said, no, ma'am, you're supposed to go to the other side. We're going to will you. And I was like, okay, but just make sure you clean. You know me. Clean the chair after I get up because I'm, <laughs> I'm leaking. <laughs> like, no big deal. <laughs> They're like, okay, we got it. So they get me to... um the floor I'm supposed to be on and we're in there and the lady's like, okay, so I'm going to swab you down here. And if this thing turns blue, that means your water actually did break. And I was like, so you think potentially it didn't. So what's happening to my body? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So she was like, okay, I'm going to swab you. It turned bright blue. And she was like, Oh, so it really did break. You're actually having a contraction right now. Do you feel it? I'm like, no. So like for the beginning of my, my whole labor situation, I felt nothing. Oh, then they made the, the contraction start to come as the time went on. I did like a... Pitocin? They did, gave me that. That wasn't working. So then they did a balloon, which... So what this looks like is a long... You know that cord that you had earlier that was like your uh-huh. wingspan? It's a long situation like that. They insert it, put water in it to try to open you up. When that falls out, then that means you're five centimeters dilated. You're halfway there. Uh-huh. How does that fall out, you ask? Great question. You go, like, I went to the bathroom, and I had to use the bathroom because they were like, oh, you can move as normal. Also, putting it in was very uncomfortable. You go to the bathroom as normal. It, I was like, it's about to fall, and it fell. And it, I just thought, like, when you tell me you put in a water balloon inside, I'm thinking when it hits the floor, it's going to splatter uh-huh. everywhere, right? No, it bounced, and I was just like, the fuck is, ha- what, what, what is, what is happening? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it fell out, then they moved me to the actual labor and delivery floor. This is when I found out I had scoliosis because they tried to give me an epidural. They couldn't find the opening. I'm like, what? What is life? What is happening? Um, then finally, like now it's maybe 10 p.m. and they're like, okay, well, like you're not dilating anymore. It's been a long time since your babies have fluids, and every time you have a contraction, she's having a hard time catching her breath. So we're gonna prepare for an emergency C-section. I was calm the entire time. When they started talking about a C-section, I, like, really did not want to get cut. So I was bawling hysterically, and I think I had never prayed as hard. Like, I pray, right? My my relationship with the Lord is, is strong. But that day, I prayed so hard, I was like, please, I cannot have them cut me. Because my mom had a C-section with both me and my brother. So you hear the stories. She's like, yeah, you know, like, you want to breastfeed. But, like, for me, it felt like my chest was attached to my, my, my belly button. Like, it just felt like a lot of pressure. And I was like, I can't take anything Ooh. else. So oh, I, I prayed. I realized that. Mm-hmm. So, wait. So, what's the logic there? Of what? That. Of them cutting me? No. What's the logic of the, like, when the baby latches? Is it like um like a, like a, like a psychosomatic, like. Connection. I don't know what it was. She, my mom didn't breastfeed, but she just saying you saying you're saying you want to breastfeed, but this is what I experienced when mm-hmm. I had a C-section, mm-hmm. and I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want that because I really like I was excited mm-hmm. about my breastfeeding journey mm-hmm. and the potential for it. So I prayed really hard, and they were like, okay, well we're gonna go and give more fluids back to her because we feel like it's been a very long time. Because at this point, it's like four in the morning. This is now the twelfth. Might I add? I feel like in between contractions, I was having the best sleep of my life. I had, I never, even to this day, I have never slept that good. But those in between those, it was, it was great. So whatever medicine, I encourage people if you don't have to take the pain, I understand that it's a lot of like misconceptions about like black black people with medicine. Mm-hmm. 
But if you can get the epidural and you feel comfortable and safe, get the epidural so you can enjoy your actual delivery process. I want to be like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm having a pee-pee. And then be like, ow. <laughs> Fall asleep. <gasps> oh, oh, baby! So that kind of was my experience. That's No, like, literally, like, from the, like, oh, my God, my water, I think I'm peeing on myself immediately. Like, I fall asleep. Oh, yeah, no. Sorry, sis. That's not then, <laughs> then, like, I'll be, like, jolted awake, but, like, calmly. And then, like, literally, in my arms, there will be a baby. And I'll be like, oh, my God, guys, look, a baby. Liz, I'm sorry. That's probably not going to be your experience. But I hear you, sis. And maybe, you know, pray. Because pray works. Uh, yeah. The last... Yeah. Yeah. 10 minutes before they were preparing to cut me open, I had reached 10 centimeters. So it was time. Oh. And they were like, all right, well, we're going to practice pushing. And I'm like, okay. They're like, one, two. I was like, okay, one, two. And I push it. So, okay, you stop. We're going to go get suited up. Oh, damn. It was she time. She was just like, bitch, we here. We out here, it, bro. It was time. And like, I feel like, no. oh, you mean that you guys wanted her to do this one specific <laughs> thing the whole entire time? And she was just like, I'm not going to do that. You can't tell me what to do. And then immediately when you were just like, okay, fine. When if you're not going to do that, we're going to do this. Then they said, no, you're still not going to tell me what to do. So yeah. I'm just going to do the original thing. Cause that's what I want to do now. Mm-hmm. We're on my own time. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. I know that. Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, so yeah, they all went and got scrubbed up, suited up, suited and booted, ready to go. And three pushes. Mia was how here. do you, how do you hold it? Cause that also, you don't, it's you, like a you, you don't because you don't feel anything. The only thing you feel like you're holding, like I didn't feel the pressure to because ha- she wasn't all the way crowned when they told me to stop. They just oh. saw that she was it was there, so it was like okay, like there's potential that you're gonna push right now and her head's gonna be halfway out. So because I've heard scary stop. stuff like that where it's just like people want to push and then they're like don't push and I'm yeah. just like I don't know if I could do that because if it's happening, it's happening. Tell me what you think pushing is like. What part of your body do you feel like pushing? Like you peeing? Or do you feel like it's something else? Okay, so if we're getting all the way graphic Let's here, go. It, like, I just imagine that what having this baby will feel like will feel like what my poops felt like before I started regularly taking probiotics <laughs> and have done multiple rounds of a colon cleanse. Dr. Tobias colon cleanse. I just please, bought that. Please feel free to sponsor me. Please feel free to sponsor me, Dr. Tobias colon cleanse. I used your product. It has changed my guts. So it just feels like noted poop, like heavy, like, 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 like a pretty much like an impacted poop. Like well, a, the poop that like, cause you know how like your butt goes like this way, but sometimes the Liz, poop you're is not like wrong. this way. You're not wrong. Okay. I guess I'm, I'm confused because maybe I'm the only dum dum on the face of this earth. Who's just like, I have no idea what pushing is going to feel like. It's going to feel like I'm pushing out pee fast. You know what? Let me tell you something, babes. What this is telling me is that you have a really great gut flora all your life. <laughs> That's what it's telling me. It's telling me that you don't need colon cleanse or probiotics because these butt ass breaking poops. So I'm just like, that's why I'm scared. Cause I'm just like, bro, I know what's on the other side. I know what's waiting for me. So should I tell you that there's potential of tearing? (sighs) I know that there's potential of tearing. But it might be not bad. 
scary. Oh my God. It scares me so much. It scares me so much. It scares me so much. It's one of the things that scares me so much. It's one of the things that makes me not want to have babies. Okay, but wait. Okay, let's let's back with let's backtrack, right? So I'm the dumb dumb who didn't know that that's what the pushing was, right? It took me three pushes and she was out. Full body out of my body. That's amazing. Cause that's not many people's experience. Right. And my tear was very minimal. So there's also that. That's that also why, girl. But also you need to, when you go to your doctor's visits, like I was adamant. Tell me how much she's weighing right now. I need to know. I want to know everything. Tell me her size. Because then you also prepare like, okay, is she going to be a 10 pounder? Or are we rocking with this six pounds? Which, boom, me was six. My stomach right now is hurting. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no. I, I asked you to tell me this. But it just... This is the shit that makes me nervous. But here's the thing. So, like, back back to the story, and this is how I'm going to tie it to you, which, what, how you're feeling right now. I, You just told me what you feel like pushing is going to feel like. I clearly am very absent-minded and had no... And, and you know I'm not that person, right? <laughs> but clearly had no idea what I was getting myself into, and I wish I would have been able to have this very graphic conversation with somebody. So I knew that pushing didn't feel like I was peeing. Pushing actually felt like... I was pooping. A big turd. Uh-huh. So I say all that to say, like, Alicia, you're having the conversations now. Have the, gu- the the stomach ache now because when you make me an aunt, I'm, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. But let's fast forward, right? So Mia's into this world. She's a great little human. And the beginning stages, I talked about this with, with you, like, off before we got, we started recording. I was, it was, it was a lot. So the first, I was just like, okay, you wake up every two hours and I'm choosing to breastfeed because... Me and my brother were like sickly kids and like they say breastfeeding mm-hmm. makes the babies not sick. And I'm like, hey, if what's going to what's going to keep you healthy, kid? Because mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. scary, those sick times are scary. Mm-hmm. I decided to breastfeed. So every two hours I'm getting up, I'm, I'm breastfeeding. Then you talk to a lactation consultant. They're like, hey, for the first three months, just let them exclusively breastfeed from you. Don't pump. But then if you don't pump, then your partner doesn't get to feed the baby. They don't get to have those moments. And that's all on you. The I have to do some shit every two hours part, I'm still there. You but said a what? lot of things since you said that sentence, but I'm, <laughs> my brain is still like, I literally was thinking to myself about how I don't shower as often as I should in my now times where I am, I can just do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And in my now times, I'm just like, I don't shower as often as I should because I just don't want to. I don't feel like getting up. And, but now you're, you saying to, again, more anxiety, you saying to me every two hours, someone to be like, hey, excuse me. Hey, <laughs> excuse me. Um, when You're you not do, saying hey. They're saying hey. No, that's what I'm saying. Somebody's saying that to oh, me yeah, yeah, every yeah. two hours. <laughs> excuse me. We need you. No, fuck off. Everybody <laughs> leave me alone. I, that's literally where I'm at right now. Uh, yeah, so that happens. But then it stops being every two hours and maybe goes to three and maybe it goes God. to four and maybe goes to five. But oh then it's also God. another decision that you get to make, whether you want to breastfeed exclusively. I definitely want to breastfeed and it sound, or mix, sounds mix, so unappealing. Mix feed. Give them formula and breast milk so he can also help. And it's not you every two hours as you every four hours and him every other four hours. It's not going to be this right here man all right so the nanny because y'all gonna get some money and y'all gonna hire a nanny also true. okay this is true. so this is true. that this that's true. gonna happen um and then so the infant stages these are the things that you go through right like oh my god i gotta feed you every two hours oh my god my anxiety you know where it lives for me people feeding sids you know what sids is mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. infant death syndrome and when i was younger don't ask me why 
because I'm a nerd. That's why. When I was younger, I did a, I did a project on this first science class. So I extensively have great knowledge of SIDS and now you give me a baby and you tell me that SIDS is, is cap- capable for the first year so is the kid gonna sleep too far from me absolutely not am I checking that they're breathing every two seconds absolutely because I'm scared right so that part of the anxiety happened so that's infant SIDS infant life then the kid becomes a little bigger then they start perusing your house and now you got a baby proof everything all right great so you go on amazon somebody's storefront got all the baby proof right right you're like okay great i can use that i can use that then they become a walker oh boy my friend's kid he's not walking but he's climbing into the fireplace right now oh no Mm -hmm. thank god it don't turn it's not on but not the fire and how you get down so then, and I got stairs, but you put the gate at the top of the stairs so the kid don't fall down. But what about them climbing the stairs? So now Mia climbs the stairs to the, oh, the middle standing. No. And she, she sits there and she goes, hi, hi, <laughs> hi. I'm like, all right, great. This is stressful. <laughs> so it's like, it's different stages of like stress. But now it's like, okay, well, if we go back to the infant world where she just slept a lot and my mm. only responsibility was feed her every two hours, I kind of will take that. But then it's like, I kind of like them a little rambunctious mm. and arguing mm. with me and, mm. and baby talk that is not real language mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. mad sassy like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's crazy that's why babies and um folks with dementia are really good together tell me more oh you, you don't know this no so you know my grandma has dementia mine does too and she is sh- shockingly just like very like still up and active and like she still lives at home with your healthy. family right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, we think that that's why it's because, mm-hmm. you know, my sister, the two babies are still very young. So it was just like, it's been very small baby for a long time and it'll be small baby for a long time with her. And we think that's what's keeping her kind of just like up and alive mm. because like there's this, there's like actual like data out there and like studies that have, that prove this link. But there's also this like folks with dementia don't have to worry about babies saying like, what you're saying makes no sense or having any logic because babies are just babbling and just like blah, blah, blah. So it's just like a dementia person with dementia could have like a whole conversation about like, you know, like my grandma thinks that sometimes my mom is her mom. Mm -hmm. And, and like my grandma's always just like, yeah, like I'm about to like go home. It's just like, bitch, where are you going? You ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Like, you know, but like she talks to the baby all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like, She'll have the baby and then like forget where she is and look down. Oh, the baby. But but it'll be this in a in a loop. And it's like instead of like having it be a sad thing that they have to remember every time somebody reminds them, like, you know, what are you talking about? Or mm-hmm. you know, like people instead of this pot like consistent like negative redirection, like what is going on in your brain mm-hmm. is not true or accurate, they just have like a positive loop of a constant loop of positivity with the baby because okay. it's just like baby laughs, baby giggles and they could like make the, you know, so it's like, it's, there's a study somewhere who knows, maybe I'll do the research and actually link it in the description box below. Uh, but there's like s- studies out there that prove that that's cool. Babies I didn't think that. I didn't know that. Are good for people with dementia. That's good to know. So my, my grandma who also has dementia met my daughter three, four or five times, like she, a few times because we have her in the home because it's a lot to deal with. Um, so, you know, sending all the shine to your family for that. Another conversation for another day. No, mm-hmm. another conversation. <laughs> um, but, like, she, my grandma often forgets that that's my baby. 
she doesn't mm-hmm. know whose baby mm-hmm. it is, but she'll mm-hmm. talk to the baby mm-hmm. and she like, oh yeah, like hi, little baby, so cute. Thinks it's a boy, mm-hmm. uh, me as a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so gender is not a thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> unclear. <laughs> um, so that's interesting to know. Uh, definitely want to learn more about that. But yeah, so like it goes through its phases. Yeah, similar to minds with dementia but like i think yeah one thing that things that i've learned that have come out of this is um talking about how long like postpartum lasts for individuals is very different so some people may be able to get over it with the support of like their family and therapy mm-hmm. i think everybody needs therapy um but maybe that's what it is that'll get them out of the funk in like a couple months for a year two years three years and like it, it doesn't have a time limit but also leaning on your your mommy friend so like very grateful to have like my circle of moms because as we talked about before like i announced that i was pregnant then two Mm -hmm. other close friends of ours Mm -hmm. announced that they were pregnant then three other people that i know like announced that they were pregnant um we've been going to a lot of birthday parties i actually have one this (laughs) coming saturday to go to everybody's turning one um it's like you you lean on these people and you ask them the questions and like some people are going to come to me because my daughter is the oldest of the clan for Mm -hmm. this little sector but um you know it's trial and error you're the perfect mom for your kid and like that's kind of what you have to remember um these babies don't come with a handbook just like we didn't come with a handbook when our parents did it we turned out fine did we eat things off the floor potentially definitely and i definitely are you okay yeah, you're okay. We're I'm all right. I guess. So I think like that these are things that like I wish somebody would have told me. And so if I could give advice to people, like that would be the thing. Like lean on the people that you have. Um and then there's like a whole nother world where I also have this whole monologue for uh partners like how you can support because I think most times like I struggled and I still struggle with identifying what I need. Like people will be like, what, what can I do to help you? What do you need? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. and then I sound like, you know, a bitch mm-hmm. cause I have attitude cause mm-hmm. I, you're asking me a question that I, the Virgo in me wants to have the answer to. Right. I don't know. Right. Right. Oh, how do I change a pamper? The same way I change a pamper. Like <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be the little things and you just, you just got to figure it out. So like, that's a whole nother, like there's just, give grace give grace to yourself partners give grace to your partner because they don't know and like nothing comes with a manual the mm-hmm. hospital don't 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 tell you as much information as they should as you walk out of them there with a baby well in us wrapping it up what would be if you had to give like an elevator pitch of advice for somebody who's potentially looking to get pregnant is a new mom is a is pregnant now what what should they know about the process the hospital experience mm. um my elevator pitch would be once you find out celebrate this as a win getting pregnant is not easy for everybody so celebrate that um, give yourself the the grace that you need. You don't have to know everything about a baby in nine months, right? Not why they're they're baking inside. You don't need to know the, all of that up front. But it's okay. Ask questions. Go on TikTok University. I, I call it that because I just feel like people learn. I, I, I feel like I can like DIY whatever I want at mm-hmm. this point from, from mm-hmm. that. So like go on TikTok, um, Google. Do not live on Google though. And the reason I say that is like similar to putting in your... Uh, your, your, your ailments into WebMD and then it tells mm-hmm. you that your big toe is about to fall off. Mm-hmm. Like, don't live there. Understand that this is coming from someone, but educate yourself. And then I think my 
that how we'll close it out is just like you are going to be the best mom that or dad that you can be for that child. The child needs you just as much as you need them. Cause once they come into this world, you realize like, damn, my life was not the same and it has taken a turn for the better with this little human. Like they don't know the impact that they're putting on you, but you have to make sure that you're taking the time to, to live in those moments mm-hmm. and create that space for yourself. Mm, that's really beautiful. Thanks girl. Um, well, we'll have to have you back on the pod of for another time, but, uh, in between now and then, um, if folks want to find you, where can they find you? If you want to be found, I do. Cause a lot of times people be like, I don't want to be found. <laughs> find me, follow me on Instagram is at just underscore Indigo. And on TikTok, it's at only under underscore Indigo. All right. Well, I will also link it in the description box below and we will have you back to talk about something else. Who knows what my brain or your brain will come up with. For sure. And that's our episode, folks. As always, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Mugful Mimosas with Liz. If you can, please hit that subscribe or follow button and leave me a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen. And follow me on Instagram or TikTok at LizLaughLoveNYC. See you next week. And between now and then, make sure your cup stays full. Bye!